so if we give ourselves to eating whatever we want, drinking as much as we want, watching whatever we want, you know, um, listening to whatever we want, uh, following every impulse, yeah, we right. will destroy our bodies, we'll destroy our relationships, we'll destroy our minds, we'll destroy our environment. Yeah. And, and it's, it's true in relationships that unless you die in a relationship, there can't be life. If you just don't, if you just say yes to every impulse, then it'll kill your relationships. Hello, this is Pastor John. This is Pastor Tim. And this is the Every Moment His podcast. And did you know that following Jesus can be uncomfortable? I had begun to suspect in my life <laughs> yes, that that might be the case. But kind of a countercultural message maybe because we like everything to be, I like everything to be comfortable, but yeah, um, God thinks otherwise sometimes. And yeah, I, I think um, Jesus didn't have it particularly comfortable. Right. So that's what we're talking about today as we just kind of talk about things that we should all be aware of and on the same page in the church. And do you have a, a joke? Yeah, I guess um, one? this is a good Nebraska one. Why don't you tell, you might know this one. Why okay. don't you tell secrets in a cornfield? Why? There's too many ears. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Unless it's after harvest. Well, it is not a secret <laughs> in the Gospels. If you read the Gospels, I remember reading the Gospels the first time in high school and being a little startled by what Jesus says mm. about taking up the cross and following him, denying oneself. Um, foxes yeah. have holes, birds have nests. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And I mm. thought, well, it sounds difficult. Lonely, but, yeah. yeah. So that is the case. I think, um, you know, what we'd like you to know is that following Jesus can be uncomfortable. And as God's Holy Spirit sanctifies and purifies us, we can often sense a war raging within us as our sin rages against God. And so therefore it's important and imperative that we don't go it alone mm -hmm. as Christians. And if you have spiritual questions, you should immediately seek out answers from your pastor and your church and dive into the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and when we say that the Christian life following Jesus is difficult, it doesn't mean like we're imposing negativity and mm. pain on ourselves. That's not what we mean. We, we mean that when we follow Jesus, we're gonna encounter resistance both in our own selves, in our culture, from the world, the flesh, the devil. Yeah. And, and, and I think we can be going through these difficulties, embracing them and actually have great joy. Agreed, yeah, and, and the blessing of Jesus with us, which sustains us, you mm -hmm. know. There's a part of me that's dying Mm -hmm. and knowing that that part mm -hmm. of me, this is called the false self. Mm -hmm. It's the old Adam, the old Eve. It's the sinful nature. It's the shadow self. That part of me is being put to death actively and daily by Christ mm -hmm. through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that hurts, but there's a joy there because you know that you're being brought to life too. Yeah, exactly. I think apart from the gospel, and this is good reason to keep Jesus in the center, and apart from the good news, you know, Christianity is all pain. 
You know, it, it is dying to self. It's denying your self impulses yeah. or at least filtering them through the, through the picture of, of the cross and, and the will of God. Uh, and that can be difficult and uncomfortable. But when we think about the blessings and the promises, you know, Jesus says, you know, stay faithful unto me unto mm-hmm. death and I will give you the crown of life. Yeah. Like he's not just saying, just do this and there's no, there's no reward. There's no end. Um, yeah, but rather, you know, suffer with me and you'll reign with me. You know, and the truth is that this is the way life works in general. It's amazing the way that what Jesus says makes sense in Mm. life. Um, in order to live, we have to die and Christ dies for us and rises from the dead. We follow him in holy baptism, daily dying and rising. And this is true of everything. There are things in me that would kill me spiritually if God did not kill it. Mm. There are things that want to strangle me spiritually. Mm. And this is true. I mean, St. Augustine said once that every, every vice is its own punishment. And so if we give ourselves to eating whatever we want, drinking as much as we want, watching whatever we want, you know, um, listening to whatever we want, uh, following every impulse. We will destroy our bodies. We'll destroy our relationships. We'll destroy our minds. We'll destroy our environment. Yeah. And, and it's, it's true in relationships that unless you die in a relationship, there can't be life. If you just don't, if you just say yes to every impulse, then it'll kill your relationships. We know this. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little bit like Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's like, gosh, for alcoholics, it, it would be, it would seemingly be easier to just drink, Yeah, you know, to just fall off the wagon, to just get yeah. right into that lifestyle again. And to just, to just go that direction, it would feel better in, yeah. the, in the short term. It feels more natural mm-hmm. and you can justify it 10 different ways. Right. Yeah. Um, but it'll destroy you and it'll wreck you. And you know that. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so similarly with our own sin, um, or even the tides of this world, it would be a lot easier, at least in the short term to just swallow all that, you know, and to just follow whatever impulse our, our sinful flesh wanted, um, to just pursue our own pride continually, um, to never have a, a heart that's humbled and filled with repentance and longing for forgiveness, but it will destroy you. And mm-hmm. it will not only in this life, but in the life to come, it's, it's destruction. And so, yeah. yeah, Christianity might feel like just showing up to the meeting, Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it might feel like I, I, yep. I took everything I had to get here yeah. and to say these words of repentance and to be mm-hmm. humbled because my flesh was screaming that I turn left instead of turn right. I mean, there are so many connections, I think, but between what we do in worship and going to a meeting mm-hmm. because we're all, I mean, what do, how do we start worship? Confession. I confess before God Almighty that I've sinned in thought, word, and deed. You yeah. know, I can't, I can't, I can't free save myself. or free myself. Yeah. Um, it's the language of addiction, right? It's that I... I've failed to love God and love my neighbor and I cannot set myself free mm-hmm. from my sinful condition. I need grace. Um, 
yeah, um, it's just important that, that we recognize this. And now, what, what, I, what we don't want to say is that we can't enjoy good things. Because the Christian life is also one of receiving good things and giving thanks to God. Paul says in, I think, 1 Timothy, that God has created everything mm. for our rich enjoyment. And yet, I think we actually enjoy things more when we enjoy them under the cross in self-denial. Mm, so yeah. it's, it's okay to enjoy, say, you know, um, food, mm-hmm. but let's put some limits on things. Mm-hmm. And in the long run, we're actually going to feel better and, mm-hmm. and have health. But, and I think actually when you, when you put limits on yourself with things, when we crucify the sinful nature and we don't want to like smoke the whole pack, you know, when mm-hmm. it comes to yeah. like food or, or drink or pleasures, mm-hmm. we actually end up receiving them more uh, reverently because we pause and we give God thanks for them and we use them for other people yeah, rather than just our own pleasures, which puts us in a pretty lonely place, I think. It can, yeah, yeah. Or, or not normal, you know. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is, um, I think with the the pressures of this world, I think one of the most common experiences in Christianity today is, uh, I was just talking with a, a blessed saint in our congregation about this, that I believe, but my spouse does not. Mm-hmm. Talk about a heartache. You know, it, it might seem to be easier just to say, okay, I'm just not going to bring it up. I'm just, gonna, I'm not going to go to church because they don't want to. Um, I'm just going to kind of ride, ride the, whatever's happening. When Christianity calls us to be faithful and to um, treasure our relationship with the Lord more than any other relationship, which might put us at odds with people that we love. And that, mm-hmm. that causes heartache. Yeah. And so it, it doesn't feel good all the time. It's, it feels yeah. like suffering. I think um, a lot of the, when we talk about suffering, in the Christian life, a lot of times our default is bodily suffering. So mm-hmm. when we talk about God helping us in our sufferings, we think of bodily health suffering. Mm. The truth, though, is I think that when the New Testament talks about suffering, if it talks about bodily suffering, it's talking about when your body is whipped or scourged because you have faith in Jesus. That's probably not going to happen to us. No. But it also talks a lot about relational suffering that we endure pain and awkwardness and exclusion rejection in our yeah. relationships because of Christ, which really brings us home to the point is that because we are going to suffer in the Christian life, following Jesus is not easy because of that. We need a community we need yeah. and we need to expect to have a community at church. And sometimes it might take some time for us to find that. And develop it. Yep. And develop it. And we'll always be at, periodically disappointed with the community because um, we're all sinners. But, but we really need to be in a place of community because we actually are incapable of growing apart from relationships mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. other people. Yeah, and I think if you see that, if you recognize... Um, you know, my relationship with my unbelieving family or unbelieving friends is of one quality. It can be tense. I can still be friends. I can still be kind. But my relationship with my 
church family is of another quality. It's fellowship of light with light. Mm. And it, it empowers, it, it gives me confidence. Um, it also stays me from doing the wrong thing or, or, or losing my temper or losing patience. And it encourages me to, to take up my cross yeah. in a way that um, serves those people who are outside the church. And I think mm-hmm. you're not going to get that anywhere else apart from God's spirit, you know, working in the church and, and tying us together and building each other up. And so, yeah, Christianity is hard, right? Um, this, in yeah. this life it is, it's a cross. Um, and so don't, don't try to go it alone. Yeah. I had a friend of mine who's a pastor here in Nebraska tell me that, and I don't know if he remembers saying it, but it stuck with me. But he said the, the Christian life is a life of discipline. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, that's, opposite American Christianity, because often in the American church, the Christian life is a life of apathy Hmm. or convenience or convenience or stagnation or lowest common denominator. Mm. Like, you know, man, if we could just get people to come to church once a month, you know? Mm. Yeah. And, uh, but that life of discipline, it means you need people to be in the discipline together. Mm -hmm. And I, I used to think of the church maybe kind of like a gym, you know, like a, I think in a sermon I've used, you know, like Planet Fitness judgment-free zone, like you can be <laughs> kind of going really slow on the treadmill and nobody's going to judge you. Yeah. Um, but I, I think actually maybe a better would be like, um, I think it's the third floor of Good Sam Hospital here in mm. Kearney is where physical therapy hmm. after an injury where yeah. you got people who just went through a major injury and they're just kind of learning to walk. Yeah. I think that's a better picture because yeah, it's, totally. it's like, you know, we're just kind of trying the best we can to get through this life. And sometimes having to walk down the hallway after your knees are replaced, mm-hmm. it's like super hard. <laughs> and, yeah. but you need, you need people alongside you who are going to encourage you and also kind of push you in love because you'd rather just sit there and atrophy, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, this message is maybe in particular important for newcomers to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they haven't grown up as a Christian and they are, they're like, okay, I'm a Christian now. And they're surprised to find that the Christian life is, is that. It is a, di- a life of discipline. And they maybe mm-hmm. haven't built that discipline up over time. And so... You know, in Jesus's parable of the soil, there's those, uh, the seed that falls on the, on the, the hard ground mm-hmm. that it, it springs up quickly, but it doesn't have any root. Mm. And so as soon as the sun hits it and scorches it, it just withers up and dies. And yeah. we want to be cautious to, to have some perseverance and to be deeply rooted because persecutions will come, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, but we want to be able to withstand it and expecting that there's going to be some pre- some back pressure against our Christian yeah. walk. So, yeah, I'm going to say a good word to end on is the word resiliency. Mm-hmm. That's a word that um, Dr. Justin Hanneman, who's a pastor and therapist in our district, has shared a number of times as I've heard him speak resiliency meaning that we're able to weather some things, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of like, you know, just like exercise breaks down your body so that it can be built up again. That's the spiritual life, right? Resiliency means that we can endure to the end.
Yeah. So cool. All, All right. right. So well, you should know that. <laughs> and so next time we're going to talk um, just about accountability in the church and how it's just good to have accountability that pastors are there to um, to kind of help you uh, stay on the path to stay eternal the course. life. Yeah. So yeah. That's, See you next time. That's it.